Seltzer Kings Podcasts. On this episode of Going Dork Reviews, we check out episode six of Lovecraft Country, Meet Me in Daigu. Uh, what an episode in the guest seat once again, Mr. Sebastian Arnold. So let's get right to it. Pop up in a spaceship, we got Sasquatch and Dama. One's a little shy, but the other's a real trauma. Pinball, wizard, pinging all planets and most. Another job done, hit the lights, close the blinds. Find a remote, let them know. It's true, crime, space, fly, shit. Welcome to Going Dork Reviews. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, it is my pleasure to present to you Lovecraft Country, Episode 6. My co-traveler along the way, uh, who is journeying through the series, uh, Mr. Sebastian Arnold's back. Hello, howdy, Sebastian. Howdy, howdy. Thank you for having me again. Of course. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, I can't wait. This, so we're getting, we're getting pretty far into this, and uh, I guess this is the, the, we're past the halfway point now, so yeah. this is it. We're over the hump. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so this one, uh, well, let's just start at how we uh, we normally do uh, my favorite part of the show, which is previously on Lovecraft Country. Uh, so episode five, William making sort of this devil's bargain. And then Ruby, we see her step into these uh, basically to the role of a white woman. But, uh, you know, when she's transformed, she only sort of... Um, it sort of fortifies her resentment for the racial divide. And uh, Montrose unleashes Atticus's pent-up rage, leaving Letty deeply disturbed and sending Montrose into the comforting arms of his secret lover. So that's that's the, uh, the slug for the last episode that leads us to this curveball, which right. when I first watched it, I've uh, seen it a few times now, but when I first watched it, it was just so out of left field for me. And, you know, it was like we were doing the Lovecraft stuff and we were doing like the monsters and it was all this sci-fi stuff. And then all of a sudden we're like, I mean, it's still there, obviously, but then we're just in the mm -hmm. middle of this war, <laughs> uh, which and, obviously, I mean, you know, after watch, you see the importance of this whole thing. But um, right. it was just out of, a little out of left field for me. I mean, it's like, honestly, what I say every single time we start one of these, it's like, uh, <laughs> You never know that you're actually watching this show when it first starts. It's like, right. wait, what is what is this? I right. thought I was I thought I knew about how this show goes and this has nothing to do with anything I watched before. And this one I feel like really like takes it all the way there because it's like none of the characters you've seen before, right. none of the places you've been before. And here we are at a movie theater. Right. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, I guess this right. is like the the, the show. Yeah, huge Judy Garland episode. Uh, <laughs> that was their their vehicle, I guess. To uh, uh, which we'll come back. You know, it's it's sprinkled throughout, but um, there is sort of a, a nice tidy wrap up at the end of Judy Garland that I want to talk about. But um, but yeah, so we start uh, episode six. Meet me in Daegu, um, in a movie theater, and we see Judy Garland playing, and there's only one other couple there that really, really wants to. Uh, do some do some sex in, but uh, right. obviously, since uh, Gia's in there, that uh, they 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 leave, and yeah. uh, she takes over the theater and just starts sort of dancing, Enjoying singing herself. Yeah, yeah. It's one of these. It's one of these cold opens that you're talking about that that really throws you. Uh, you're and, just like, what show is this? What? <laughs> and it's nice though because yeah. it's like, as much as they are different, I feel it helps because, like we've been saying, all these episodes are very very like 
character centered as much as like all the other characters take place or come into play sometimes and sometimes not mm. um where we just get a real sense of one specific character and how they're viewing things um depending upon the episode and i like this one because right from that very beginning it pretty much encapsulates i think much of everything that is going to be the driving force going forward mm -hmm. in the in the episode in that like as she's doing all that dancing and everything and enjoying herself it it ends that that sequence mm -hmm. with us realizing that she's not doing any of that right right and she's just watching it and enjoying it. and that's i guess that's happening in her mind well, or 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 it's just a flashbacky thing, and and they and then they're right back into the midst of the war, and her being a nurse, and you know what I mean. She's miserable and covered in oh, blood. I just mean, I just mean, it, specifically before we like get into that, the um, just because like she's dancing around and whatnot, mm -hmm. but after she, like that pauses, and then after that, she's in the theater still, and it seems like she didn't dance at all. And she's just still staring oh, at the, okay. the screen. And for me, I mean, I don't want to like talk about too much of the future, but I feel like that has a lot to do with her. Like a lot of like what she is and her whole story kind of is like encapsulated in that little moment, even mm -hmm. though we wouldn't know that obviously watching it in the first time, because it kind of just looks like, oh, this girl, like I would say they, they're trying to frame it like this girl is like. She's in this time. She really likes Hollywood movies. She's mm -hmm. trying to express herself, but she can't really, you know what I mean? She is holding that type of stuff in, right? which yeah. is a good thing to play off of. But we know after seeing it, obviously, that there's more to that and there's more reason why that is. Right. And I, I, I really like how like they encapsulated with all these like hints and things like that, but nothing too blatant. And it's it's interesting. It makes you guess and wonder and want right. to continue to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we move sort of uh, outside fall 1949, Daegu, South Korea, and we see homemade kimchi being made, which um, you don't, I don't think I've ever seen in a TV show or a movie, which is yeah, kind, of, I mean, kind of fun. You know, that representation, it's coming up. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yep. Uh, getting to see real, uh, I, that, and that's another thing with this. It's like this show, I love that it's really like, you know, likes to pin itself in the home of all these different cultures like yeah. you like we've all like even with the black the black community especially in this one you're seeing like nice very uh sincere moments i think rather yeah. than the ones that we all regularly know and i think that's like the good the best thing excuse me about this is because it helps us understand the differences because we see them across culture right across like even past culture we see them in monsters you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like and i feel like that last level like taking it to the monster aspect really like i think separates us enough for people to really understand the simpleness of what it is that's making us feel different and what mm -hmm. it is we're all fighting against you know and i think it really i mean works right. and touches right. people easily so i think they did a great job with that for sure it's very cool um yeah, so they make some kimchi, and then basically she overspices the kimchi, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know she worries that they won't have anything to eat in the winter, and you know the uh, Gia's like, no, we could just borrow from the neighbors, and, and you know she's she she I don't think she realizes that basically the the entire family has been sort of blacklisted, uh, so it seems, and then so you know they haven't been to Kim Jong in years, and. Uh, they're they're really hoping that this Gia's hoping that this degree will bring some sort of respect back to the family. Um, so you can tell that there's that pressure that they're setting up right there from the beginning. Like all of this is 
you know, obviously there's a war going on and yada yada, but she is trying to like re regain her name. Uh, mm. and we'll find out why here in a minute, yeah. but, uh, we move to, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else about the, the kimchi scene, but basically, no, I mean, yeah, just some yeah, tension and yeah. And then, uh, oh, oh, I did want to say that there was a great line right at the end of that scene, which is, uh, from, from Uma, which is, uh, the only way for this family to be whole again is to bring home men, which yeah. if you have no reference, uh, context for that, it's just the weirdest sentence Yeah, <laughs> to but tell for a mother or whoever again, that, yeah. it's, it's it hits on some of like the stereotypes that they know the audience has, you know what I mean? Because it's like, they didn't mention anything about that or what that means, but right. You know, I mean, as they kind of continue on later, it's like the only way to extend that or get um, some higher ground, especially in that type of culture is like through like marrying a wealthy man or, or a man that is like looking to do big things. Mm -hmm. And um, that's definitely, I mean, the time it was right back yeah. then so it's like even though it's weird that she said it like that it's like you think oh yeah she's trying to do all this stuff on her own but ultimately it seems like the mother is just like ultimately you know you got to get a dude because right we need to do more right um so we move to the classroom and they are studying dead bodies on the table um some some good old uh uh elementary dead body chest <laughs> cavities in there yeah. from our old school days of working together. Um, but yeah, so they're in there and you can see that the, you know, she's definitely separated from most of the other uh, nurses or doctors in training. I'm not sure. can't remember. I think nurses, I think they're at nurses, that point. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but yeah, and you can see that there's a, there's a, a, you know, a distinction between the two groups and then um the girls uh, begin to gossip and she sort of is, is listening. Um, from there, we move to this basically uh, speed dating scene. Mm -hmm. um, and she's number 31 on the bingo card. Yeah. And uh, she goes through a guy or two and they're, you know, obviously not her type and not, not going to work out. And uh, she lands on one guy who like finally knows who Julie, Judy Garland is. Right. Uh, and it looks, it's all looking up and then all of a sudden, uh, he X's her name out and he leaves, yeah. which is, you know, you're obviously building her, you know? Yes. You know. That's a, I like that this part a lot just mm. because I think it extends a little bit more of what was going on in the the very, very beginning, the cold opening and everything, because we, we get to see her goofiness, you know, um, mm. how much she just really likes movies and how much like she's like. Put, putting herself out there she's a very genuine person it seems right um and the fact that we're you would think that the dude was like oh yeah i see movies and all that and it's great yeah um would like link up and it'd be great he's still just like nah that's not the type of girl i want so it's severe really, like, left you know, turn yeah. exactly so it really hits home again like that she it seems like things can't go right for her right she's really struggling to get where she's even though she's trying struggling right right uh, she does meet a friend there, another nurse, and this is where the seeds are planted for um, Gia and her mom, Uma, mm -hmm. um, to sort of start butting heads. And, right. and uh, you know, she, the, one of the lines is that mothers don't always uh, want what's best for us. And obviously, they're, you know, we'll, we'll find out here in the next scene what that means and why mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, sort of pointed. But um, so later we get to the bar. And we see a Gia sort of, you can sort of tell something's off here. I don't know if you mm -hmm. noticed or felt that. Um, 
yeah it's it's i mean it's it's awkward it's, it feels like the people in in the tv show know something that we don't as the audience yeah, like yeah. everybody just seems like things are moving in a in a way that's i mean a little left as you're saying mm. yeah i um this is sort of the scene where we find out who gia really is and uh she spots an older gentleman at the bar and it's an immediate connection and i think after all the rejection obviously she's uh, any any sort of look would uh, would do the job, but um, she takes them home. They get inside. They light some. She starts lighting candles, and then we see this. I don't know. How often have you seen a bed in the middle of a room? I think if you see a bed in the never. middle of the room and it's not round and spinning <laughs> and not at a hotel in like the you know upstate New York or in Pennsylvania somewhere in a, in a wine glass, I, I, it just seems like. It seems like such a weird thing to be it's like. A, here's the it's ceremonial. 100%. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like if you're not thinking that, you're not thinking. Right. Because right. that's like you said, beds are not in the middle of the room. It's like the. Uh, <laughs> I think we talked about the story of me putting the coins in the bed that shook. Did we oh, talk yeah, about right. that? Yeah. <laughs> so that's sort of the. But um. But yeah. So it's yeah. weird. She they he's let in and you know she she just robes immediately and they uh they begin sex and and. Obviously, we're seeing a lot of close-ups of her, and we just see that there's a blank stare in her eyes, and that mm -hmm. you know there's nothing there uh, romantically. It's something right. else. And um, at that point, we start seeing these weird things come out of her. Uh, I don't even know how to describe these things, but um, they kind of look like hairy arms, right? Or branches, or I don't even remember what. Um, yeah, what they're they look they're like, like tentacles, right? Yeah, they look like spider's legs and or like there you go, some sort of tentacle. Um, yeah, and it was very disturbing to yeah. be honest to yes. see those things come out. Yeah, and you're just like whoa. And I mean, but that that made me feel like okay, I'm watching Lovecraft yeah, Country. That was this, the moment. This is uh, yeah. this is what I signed up for. This is the weirdness, and I mean, it got super weird, super fast. Yeah, I mean. The visual of this is, you know, she starts, all these tentacles start coming out of her, out of her nose first, and then her ears and her mouth. And then when her eyes come out, they go right to the eyes of the other person. So it's like mm -hmm. this weird, uh, it's like a mix of like headphone cables all right. wired up, it looks like. Mm -hmm. And she's naked on the bottom and he's like being held up, you know. It's right. uh, uh, incredibly cinematic and beautiful, but you just see the entire flashes of this guy's life. So, right. you know. Obviously, obviously, you could tell she's killing him, but you all you can also see that like she's learning every single one of right. these. She's like downloading him. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, one, a second later, he just sort of explodes into a blood pool. <laughs> right. That was super intense. Like, super. Because like I'm seeing all that happen. I'm like, oh wow, maybe she just like sucks the soul out of these dudes. Is what I'm thinking. Right, right, <laughs> like, right, right. Maybe he'll just be like, you know, he'll fall down or whatever. And then when he explodes, I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> I guess like it's pretty intense. Yeah. Now it's uh, I guess explains why the bed's in the middle, so it's easier cleaning. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, true. You can yeah. I just no, uh, didn't even think of that until just now. Huh? <laughs> nah, I don't think that's it. But you know, um, but yeah. So yeah, she just kills him, and uh, blood goes everywhere. And then Uma comes back in and says ten more. Right. So we kind of get the gist that she. We don't know why, but we kind of get the gist mm -hmm. that she. Uh, she has this problem, <laughs> the mm -hmm. supernatural problem. Um, this is what she's doing with these dudes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we we head back to the theater and we see a cartoon before a movie. 
and the good old MGM. I love that they use the, you know, all the actual movies. It was, uh, I guess they have to, if it's going to be a mm. Judy, right. A Judy Garland episode. But, um, but yeah, so we, uh, inside, we presume that, you know, uh, they're going to watch another movie and the theater starts shaking and they all have to to leave. And we see that uh, the shaking is from tanks and U.S. troops showing up um, in the summer of 1950 on the streets. And that's sort of, um, yeah, so the war is now in full swing. Right. Um, and uh, I guess the, the, the sort of inclination is that her now 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 it's gonna her life is gonna be interrupted even more whereas like the things that she loves you know right. maybe i'm reading into it but you know is now going to be overtaken by this war that's that's coming into there right the i mean i i don't think you're reading too much into it at all i think that's like it's you know kind of mirroring what's been going on throughout the uh series you know and just giving it this is another perspective of like what it's like you know that type of oppression and like change yeah. and things that's going to happen to this one person that's already had got so much going on in their own life to have this other fold come into it is like, you know, a real slap in the face, a real, like it gets no more crazier than seeing tanks come right. across <laughs> and propaganda and whatnot. Right, right, right. All right. So yeah, uh, let's see from there. We move back to, uh, the house and we see, mm -hmm. um, they're making some food. Uma is making the special New Year's soup with anchovy uh, because she couldn't have. They obviously they don't have the, the real beef. I guess there's a shortage because of the war. Uh, so she's trying to spice it up with a little anchovy. Um, so she's making this special di uh, dish basically, and I think it's probably because she she can notice. I, I I don't know why she made the special dish. I mean, was it? I presume I think, it was because she was starting to ask questions, and I think it was more. Well, she you know she figured she just did like she just killed that dude and no, it's only ten ten more men left, um, and it seems like she's happy that she's like back on the path and rather than like thinking so much about the other stuff that she was doing like the nursing stuff, right. she's like she's doing what she needs to do with what because we don't know what what it really is, but what um whatever situation they got going on, and I think she wanted to like you know say thank you and mm -hmm. kind of like sweetener giving a little sweetness right. to like hopefully keep her on that path right right gotcha um and then she sort of starts talking a little bit about um you know what happens when she kills them and that she mm -hmm. retains their memories and then you can start seeing the sort of uh headbutting between uma and gia because you could tell that there's something there and that she doesn't, you know, she's saying that uh, the Americans are supposed to protect us, but they're here and they rape our women mm -hmm. that they're supposed to be protecting. And uh, she's really insistent on the fact that she should take, uh, take as in kill more soldiers. Right. Um, which sounds like a perfect idea because nobody, you know, like you're in the middle of a war and these right. people are, you know, halfway across the globe. But, um, yeah, so from there, we it, she sort of lets it leak that there's uh, if she kills two more, she'll lose the memories, which at this mm -hmm. point um, seems a little... For, when I heard that, I was like, oh, okay, are you just sort of teasing her? Or is that right. true, do you think? Why, yeah, why two I, more? I think you know she what I mean? was just like, again, that whole situation was like all lies. Like she just wants her to do this thing to mm -hmm. finish whatever it is they got going on again and I, that's why she's like saying only two more and it'll be all over all she like right. has no idea about what it is she just had to explain to her that it was even a thing so it's like she definitely yeah. is just 
trying yeah, to like just sure. saying whatever needs to be said to have uh-huh. her. Yeah. And then towards the end there, it's, it's revealed that if she absorbs a hundred souls, then the Kumaho will release her. Um, right. So Uma's like, bring home soldiers. We can get the, mm-hmm. <laughs> we can get this done and I can have my daughter right. back. Um, right. Basically is the gist. So yeah, we move back to the hospital and it's, it's, it's the war is really in full swing now. And we see an American in there who's been shot and he just freaks out and stabs her in the arm. Uh, uh, and then sort of we see this quiet conversation in the corner between the, the friend nurse and this other doctor, um, which we don't really know anything about. But then later on the street when they're talking, we uh, we see that Jia is asking about him and she's like, no, you know, basically says that um, he she can set them up. Um, mm mm-hmm. And from there, it sort of goes to she she does bring up like the war. And this is mm-hmm. where the nurse freaks out a little bit, because if you're caught talking about anything other than uh, being anti-communist, they will probably just shoot you in the face. Right. Um, so we see we see that sort of happen right then and there where they have a little conversation about let's, you know, don't raise your voice. You shouldn't be saying that stuff out here. Um, and then um, a truck rushes in with a crowd right behind it, uh, must have been following the truck, and uh, they're just chanting, kill the communist. And we see, I, I think that doctor, right, that was talking, uh-huh. um, being hung, basically. Right. Yeah, it was just a weird, it's a weird scene how those two things come together, because it's like, hey, don't talk about the war, and then the war shows up to them, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what it is. It's like, you know, you can't avoid these things. These things, they're all around you, and they like you can't be on the fence about it. And that I feel like at this point for Gia, she kind of like continues with how she's thinking. She's like, all right, it kind of justifies. I feel like how she feels about killing the uh, soldiers mm-hmm. seeing that. Uh, Gia knows that the Americans were just standing there while they just killed this guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's not right. like something, you know, they're building this, this sort of uh, playing field basically. And uh, at the end of it, a soldier smiles at Gia and we cut to, back inside the house and it is just covered in blood again. So she's killed right. that guy. Um, yeah. I mean, this is another, and obviously we didn't need the setup and didn't need all that stuff. So this was more about like um, towards the end, mm-hmm. the mother coming in and helping clean. And mm-hmm. we start learning about the father uh, right. and about the fact that he didn't love her the right way, which we learn um, a little later is that she was raped apparently as a child. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And at th- this point is where, where GI really, really starts to like stand up on her own two feet and say, listen, I'm not doing it anymore. Um, and, and obviously the mom's trying to protect her daughter. And she says that her, da- her daughter's memories will come back once she completes this thing. Right. Um, GI starts singing this song out of the, uh, sort of out of the blue. And, um, it's one that her mom taught her sort of saying that, Hey, I'm still in there. Uh, whatever Mm -hmm. this, this thing is that's taking control of me is still in, uh, still there, but I'm your daughter's still in there too. Well, well, actually I kind of got something different because like you were saying, she says, uh, the daughter's memories are buried within. She keeps trying to like tell her that the, that the daughter's memories are there, but we see like Jia, the way she looks and everything. And what she's talking about is like how, she's kind of like going against that. Mm-hmm. And what pretty much what she says at the end when she sings that song, cause she tells her, I didn't, I didn't, I don't got that. I don't have that song from you singing it. I never heard you sing it to me. I only have that song because 
I used to I like seen in the dad when she killed the dad mm-hmm. that he would hear it being like sung by like her right before while he was raping her. So it's not the like she doesn't have the memories of the girl. She just has all the memories of the other people mm-hmm. as well as the the lifetime she's had while she was doing all that stuff inside. You know what I mean? Much better said than my stumbly mess. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no but it's makes- just it's hard. It's very hard to understand because like they don't say that. You know what I mean? Right, they kind of right. talk around that the entire time because you like through their conversation you you understand that the mother wanted to uh kill the father and did it by going to that shaman and getting the demon inside right. that would kill him when they had sex but she didn't understand the price being that she would have all the lives of the men that she killed and then thinking that the daughter is still inside this demon that was put inside, but the demon's pretty much saying, right, yeah. it's just me. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like that, that. And I've grown to love, you know what I mean? Which is also something to, I think, think about. Right. Yeah. Um, so from there, I guess we move uh, to a camp and mm-hmm. this is where it starts getting real. And actually, right before that, like she really stands her ground. I should mention this too. Is that she says, I'm staying up reading tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- I thought that was like, that was one of those first talk back moments where like, you know, I've, I've reached the plateau of your power and I'm going to jump over it. But, um, yeah, later we see, uh, we're at a U.S. camp and a truck full of nurses arrive, um, GI included, and they're ushered out and told to kneel. And you obviously can tell that something is not right and the shit's mm. about to go down. Right. So uh, basically, the gist is that they found uh, a spy, and it was that the, on their shift. So it was one of these ladies that is the spy, basically. And uh, we see he, he basically asks, you know, who is it? And nobody fesses up, so he just shoots somebody in the face. Um, yep. And that sort of, and that obviously will cement the fact that hey, he means business. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, this officer grills everybody one by one, and then uh, runs out of bullets. And uh, who comes over? <laughs> None other than Atticus himself. <laughs> Shaky Atticus. Shaky Atticus <laughs> comes over with a gun and just immediately kills her. Um, and you can tell this is not the same Atticus we've seen. This is a mm. much different Atticus. Uh, he is cold, he is calculated, and you can tell he's there doing his job, uh, however shitty that may be. Right. Um, so uh, at that point, the friend who she's made... Uh, confesses and they drag her away and that's sort of the last uh, we see of that scene um you know we've seen these scenes before in movies um you know of like you know uh, the the nazi sympathizer like or, or or you know like being let out and right. you know uh try it just you've seen it before but this to 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 know that those people were there to help you <laughs> and just because of a, a mention of communism literally kill three people um, right. It's. I mean, it's. It, it. It's such a good moment because it's like, again, this is like, okay, this is, the story's finally. I think, you can begin to understand what's going on because before it's like, all right, we're just with GI and we're like doing whatever she's doing and like that has nothing to do with what we're doing before. But now, when we see Atticus come in, where he is in his life, clearly not where we just left mm-hmm. him, um, and getting to see him there, I think it's just we're seeing we're understanding the history of Atticus and have just learned the history of Gia and like 
at this moment, the two of them kind of like intersect, don't really meet, mm. but they like cross each other's paths right, right, very right, hard. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, this is cool. And then we can go forward with like, you know, the ramifications. And yeah. they immediately like show us what those ramifications are with them meeting again. And I love, I mean, so far I love the the pull in the heartstrings here with GI. And this is the point where it's like, I made a friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Finally make mm -hmm. a friend and you shoot him in the face. Like, right. Um, so you could see that she's had this rocky road and then the war comes and that all gets screwed up. And then it's like, she has this huge, horrible secret and she's, you know, so you could, you could definitely tell that was the point where she's like, all right, you, you yeah, keep, you keep fun. pushing me, you keep pushing me. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, then we move to fall of 1950 and we see outside of, I guess it was the hot, the old hospital. I think so. Uh, and it's been closed down because obviously a, a communist sympathizer was caught. And then so they shut the whole thing down, which is just weird to me. Uh, mm. You wouldn't. I don't know. It just seems weird that all these people are there to help fix your people. And then you're just like shutting hospitals down and shooting people in the face. But <laughs> I guess that's war, right? I don't that's know. war. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we're back in the hospital. Everyone's covered in blood again. And they tend to a burn victim. And this is this is sort of where it starts tipping, and that that storyline between Tick and her starts to really lean in, into each other. Right. Um, she sees the guy uh, who shot his her friend Tick laying there, and he's bandaged, and he's in pain, and it's raining, of course. And she doesn't know how to react, so she just pops outside and just uh, cries in the rain, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was, I like this moment a lot of like, you, you, you could just tell she wanted to put a knife in his head. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you could yeah, just she tell. Was like, she was beyond angry. It was something that she didn't, she didn't, like, she, I think after that moment that she had, she was like, I'm over this. I'm just going to really stick to, like, you know, doing the nursing thing. I'm not even going to do the, the dude thing anymore. Right. She was really like, I'm going to, you know, be on my own thing. And then she immediately sees this dude and she's like, I'm going to kill this dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I have to kill this yep. guy. And oddly enough, it's a, it's her last kill in theory. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That would be her hundredth. Uh, so the story goes, Oh yeah. We have a tick moment here too. I don't know if you caught this, but uh, inside she comes back inside and uh, tick has been trying to read and can't read because his mm -hmm. glasses are broken. Right. And he has his little moment of like clearing the, you know, throwing things and <laughs> doing his tick, his, his best tick impersonation, right. impersonation. But, um, yeah, so we see he's struggling, you know, he's been injured in the war and can't even read, which is his favorite thing in the world. Right. Um, so we move back to G Oz house and she's eating with her, uh, her ma. She explains that she's decided to take her hundredth person, which is the soldier to tick. Right. Um, and uh, she tries. They basically, this is a little like soft intro for the two. Um, a scene where they're just kind of, you know, uh, feeling each other out, and you know, obviously the tension's there because you think she's going to kill him. Um, mm. And then we get to the point where uh, he's basically asking her for help, saying, "Hey, can you read this book to me? Uh, I haven't seen, I haven't, I haven't read the ending yet." Uh, Count of Monte Cristo, mm. and he only has a few chapters left, and she kind of just bl blurts out the ending you know what i mean she's like no I, you know obviously saying like she's she's read this stuff she's she's very cultured in the ways of america and uh <laughs> the literature and the films and yada yada but um she she her her sort of point at the end is like what would he do with life when he finally has it to himself mm -hmm. which i think is a great line 
Um, and it's it's her her issue. Obviously, the it's in the it's probably why they picked Monte Cristo. But um, you know, I thought it was a good. It's just a fun correlation between and a really fun way of like playing together without immediately being like, why is she not killing him? Why is she not killing him? You know right. what I mean? Because we're starting to see like he's just a product of the system as much as she is. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and I mean, it also highlights because when he tells her that and she says that ending, he kind of, I think they're feeling each other out, like you yeah. said. Um, but again, we're thinking um, she wants to get with this dude so she could kill him. And Tick, we know Tick, and we know he just likes to read books. But yeah. normally, if a dude was like, yo, you want to read me this book or whatever, it's definitely a, like a ploy to, yeah, yeah. to get with him. So she kind of shuts that down by being like, all right, bro, here's the ending. Since you want me to read the that, book, you don't need to read the book. That's the old like Netflix and chill, right? It's exactly. like the, it's a, it's <laughs> like the original <laughs> book. Hey, come read some books with me. Yeah. You want to read that a book? <laughs> um, but uh, when he like receives that little return that she gave him, mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I mean, he tells her pretty much that, yeah, that was what was in the movie, but that's not what's in the book. The book is different, Mm. which I think for a second, she's like a little like, oh, she's a little put off. She doesn't, not put off, I shouldn't say. She is surprised, uh, taken aback, exactly, surprised by um, that he knew about that and then kind of was actually understanding that he was actually just wanting her to read the book, right. which is like, again, like double surprise because she was like super standoffish to him. And I think she kind of bails out after that. But then obviously that leads to them growing closer. Right. Yeah. We, we cut to, I must, you know, be a time jump. We cut to later outside and they're just tossing this ball around, which, mm-hmm. uh, which is, looks like so much fun. It just looks, they're literally standing a foot away from each other, tossing each other the ball. I just don't get it. And then, you know, because they're playing so hard and <laughs> the ball gets away from them and right. uh, rolls right up to Tick's feet. Uh, and so at that point, the, you know, um, Tick is there with a friend. This is, this is, um, I don't know if we, have we met this guy before? He has lines uh, and stuff. I mean, he he. I think he. I think he was like in their company. I don't think okay. we really met him, but we definitely saw him, and he definitely said stuff. Right. But he's just like definitely in their company, so they obviously know each other and have worked with each other. And he's Korean and mm-hmm. um, American, so, right. so he one of his things were he that basically this is this is the the racism thing that I was talking about in the beginning where like we start seeing um, how that, how other cultures are affected too, is where it's like, sure. you know, he's like, I, when I go back home, they call me a name and when I'm here, they call me a name. So what mm-hmm. do I do? You know what exactly. I mean? Like, where do I go? And you know, he says you uh, basically the, 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 just at the end is like, you know, take what she watches movies. He watches books. Like takes problem is that the books couldn't take him far enough away. You know, he gets right. to this war and for his country and then you know is is not even respected for that so mm. i don't know i thought a really a good a good scene but obviously um the ball playing is just not up to par for me <laughs> prop guy and me was just like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> that's all we had guys just had a ball yeah yeah um but yeah i i completely agree you know we get to see a little bit more of their relationship um it's nice though because we don't get this immediate flip where she's like, all right, I'm done. I'm not going to kill this dude. Mm-hmm. And she's still like, I'm going to kill this dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's still there. 
I, uh, I see where you're coming from. It's a little, you know, they get to see a little bit of the perspective from the other sides, from books to, you know, cultures. Mm-hmm. And um, like you said, that helps them springboard into her actually reading the book. Yeah, we definitely see um, uh, I, those those words definitely uh, mean something to her. And I think, yeah, you're right. She's seeing something that's much different in him than what she thought was there, which mm-hmm. is just a killer. Um, so, yeah, we go back inside and she's reading the book to him. And uh, they talk about why they he chose that book. And it's because it's, you know, uh, his father's favorite. And um, there was there was a quote in there, something about maybe after years of unfair oppression, he gets his revenge, which she is saying, hey, you should ask him what that means. Well, get, maybe you should just get the real meaning. And then obviously ticks like, well, listen, we don't speak much. And we've known up until this part how much they uh, don't necessarily get along or are just not in each other's lives. But um and, you know, his line was, my entire life, my father is trying to turn me into something I'm not. Um, yeah, and, I mean, you know, like, he doesn't know, but we, what we, with what we know about Gia, you know, she's hearing that, and it's like, wow, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, same, bro, I feel you a lot about that. Um, and it's nice because I think so much, after watching this a few times, it's like, to keep in your mind that this Gia person is the demon that we're talking about. And it's not this face that we see, right. you know what I mean? That's like, that is what um, I feel like is connecting and talking to this person, what's been living in this person for so long. So it's important to like, think about it like that. Cause like, I feel like when you have the image of a demon and like hearing the words that this dude is saying to you and being like, wow, like that's how I feel about my mom, even though she doesn't feel like she's my mom mm-hmm. because I'm just a demon that came like 20 something years ago right. i feel like right um let's see we move uh outside camp walker and we see tick's friend this is like the next um it must be a time jump mm-hmm. uh we see her we see basically uh her being led into camp uh camp walker and uh she's led into this dark tent and sort of left there and we're like you know obviously the the viewer is thinking oh my god she's gonna get shot now because they found out something um obviously they turn it upside down and it's atticus in there surprising her with a very nice judy garland movie a little movie yeah um and then you know sort of mentions that his uncle uh, helped set it up so there was a little a little toss to the uh uh chicago time chicago days mm-hmm. um yeah so she uh they they just sort of settle in and watch a movie and uh start getting a little kissy a little a little touchy and she starts feeling her hands uh turning cold basically which is her right. sign that she's about to turn into this uh, monster mm-hmm. again but uh, well, it's just a nice moment. It was beautiful. You know, and it was it was nice to see that she has been through this stuff and ups and downs and ups and downs. And then finally, it's like, oh, this is this could be the turning point where. Well, you know, I feel like that whole thing was kind of um, her finally realizing that she does have feelings for this guy. And um, the 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 demon aspect of her, like not that aspect, the the. the the tail part or whatever yeah. that happens or whatever um when that was beginning to occur because they were getting intimate it's like her being like oh wow i actually have to like decide mm. you know what i mean it, i can't like 
before I was going to kill this dude because I didn't think anything about it. But like now, after knowing all this stuff, when I feel it coming on, now I'm second guessing it mm, type mm-hmm. of thing. But again, I like because even though that did happen and she's like, oh, I'm not sure this, that, a third. She takes that moment to be like, let's go to my ceremonial bed so we can really yeah, do this. Yeah. <laughs> Get the candles lit. Because uh, doing it in here wouldn't be the same. Right. Yeah, they'd have to clean a whole other room. They, exactly. Yeah. Um, and this is this is where, do we see her start to turn it all? No, no, she controls it. So this is where no, she first she, yeah. is like, exactly. oh, I she stopped it. it. But she, I think it was like the first moment where she was like, oh, that's right. I do have to make this decision. Mm-hmm. And then we see when she's like, oh, let's go over to this place that I got. We, as she closes the door, I think she makes that final decision. Like, all right, I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. you know? And then they start. And she grows a conscience, I guess. You could, it's. I feel like it's or, a little bit more because I think at least she's like, I'm just going to go, I'm going for it. And I'm going to like, this dude is just a soldier, whatever. He's nice, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to kill this dude. And then take again, shows another side, vulnerable side of himself where he's like, oh, yeah. oh, I've never done this before type thing. And she's like, I feel like, again, even further takes her mind away from like him being the soldier. Cause like, you know, soldiers, they've had sex oh, yeah. with all these girls, you know what I mean? All the time. And like, he's just seeming more and more like the opposite. And but, then again, I feel like says stuff that she really, really yeah. relates with. But doesn't, doesn't tick say tell tell like other people he's a virgin after this yes 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 right. like and he told he told definitely told letty yes yeah. but the whole also because like there's a lot to unpack in that and i just mean not so much his side i just mean her understanding of it mm-hmm. because when she hears this i think it's like she's got this idea of what a soldier is right and who this dude is and slowly but surely she's only hung out with him more and more because he keeps taking a layer of what she believes a soldier would be Mm -hmm. away and revealing a new type of person to her. And I think that like more and more, she's like intrigued by that and liking that and growing a relation to that uh, for the first time. And then they get to a point where it's like, Oh, but I still have to make a decision if I'm going to kill you or not. He drops like the last layer. And it's like, I don't even, I'm not even like, about like relations and all right, that. Right, I'm right. just like, I just like you, you know what I yeah. mean? And, and you see the good she's me. Like, I see exactly. Yeah. And she, she's just like, really like, wow, I can't, I really can't believe this mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's finally like, you know what? Maybe this dude is actually cool. And then that's the moment as we see where he tick starts to be like, all right, we're going to do this. Right. Yeah. He, and, but then she says no. Right. You know, and then, then it goes haywire, right? She, uh, mm-hmm. push tells him to leave. And exactly. Because turning, she, I feel like, has finally bought all the way into having feelings for this right. guy and not wanting to kill him. Like that's not what she wants right. to do. Yeah, and I mean, for the first time, uh, he he sort of confesses his sins too, which is uh, mm-hmm. a very uh, interesting thing. Just to, just just sort of about you know the things he regrets. But um, yes, so uh, the last line of that is uh, uh, when the mom and, and and her are talking. It's you summoned me, and I'm in this world because of you. And then the mom spits on her face, and we're out. <laughs> um, so uh, some heavy spit too, by the yeah, way. That was yeah. pretty intense. Um, After this, they have their moment of like actually all the emotions that I feel like they were feeling mm-hmm. the night before. They talk through very quickly <laughs> um, in the daytime, right? And kind of like 
commit to each other. Yeah. And it, that they like each this other. This is our reveal of, of, of her telling him that she basically is this thing and I was going to kill you. Um, mm-hmm. And that she, he murdered uh, her best friend, which I guess is the huge takeaway. But um, right. and but I, I, they they kind of come together, uh, sort of in the end, saying like, "Listen, we've both done these monstrous things, but we can be the people we see in each other." Um, mm-hmm. Which I, you know, obviously is the through all these ups and downs and rocky roads, like that's 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 the point that they want to, uh, right. uh, you know, that that they, they they don't have to be these monsters. They they mm-hmm. they can be uh, normal people who have done shitty things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, uh, from there it gets a lot more sexy and we back in the tent and, uh, yeah, there's a couple things I want to talk about, which is Atticus's O face. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, you could tell he's feeling it and regardless if this is his first or whatever time, um, yeah, it's just funny to see it. It's just Atticus being Atticus. I love it. Yeah. Where it's just like you know he's working through it. He's like I'm, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, but the other thing too is that you know like we see that she's controlling her shit. So yeah, um, she's capable of having sex without killing someone. Right. So it was a definitely a conscious decision, which I think for the first time we realized, um, which is interesting. Another layer to right. uh, what has been happening, and I think it's super interesting. Yeah, we move back to the the house, and Jia uh, enters to find a sullen ma, um, mm-hmm. and this is where she tries to like say like, "Listen, you're gonna have to snap out of it." And I love Atticus, and and the the response is, "You're you're uh, what is it, Kumaho? Kum Kumaho? You're still a Kumaho. Uh, yeah, You'll I, kill him sooner." Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Right. So basically saying that, like, listen, there's nothing you do about it. Like you were something else. You're not what you, you know, you're not a human being. So it's uh, basically, mm-hmm. it feels like that's what she's saying is trying to dehumanize. Um, right. Uh, Gia, but yeah. And, and, you know, they say some horrible things like you, you've made my daughter a monster and a whore. And, um, but which is also weird to me. Cause it's like, she's, she's the one facilitating these dudes. So it's like, yeah, why well, call her a whore? And, because well, ultimately, it's like we see that um, what's it, what's her face Uma, the mother is she. I mean, pretty much, we can say that she has been like traumatized by the entire experience with her daughter. Mm-hmm. So it's like back back in the day when it was first happening, when her daughter's being raped, the the psychological break. I'm sure that would happen with somebody like that. Um, separated this person and then for her to go to a shaman and be like we're gonna put this demon inside your your daughter and then like she's thinking okay i have my daughter and there's this demon and this demon will be able to cure all the stuff and i'll have my daughter back Mm. and it didn't really happen like that so over time that she's not seeing two people she's only seeing the one she gets to say any of the good stuff or stuff on my terms that's my daughter any of the bad stuff or doing anything else that we don't like that's the demon and then what is coming to pass here more and more so when she's found like actual love outside of something that is apparently her um, family. And I'm talking about the demon. Uh, she's finding love in Atticus. She gets to come back to her mother per se and be like, I am right. worth something, you know? And, um, and, and that she's dehumanized her. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like they, that's, the, that's what she's been doing yeah. this entire time. Like she's disregarded what, 
is actually living yeah. in this person. It's and said like the thing that isn't living and the dormant thing inside this person is the the, the true thing when the the living thing is like no, that's mm-hmm. not true. I am right, real, right, and I feel love, and it's outside of you. And um, yeah, and it's like kind of just taking taking their um, yeah, the end taking their life back, right? Absolutely, and the end. Uh, um, uh, the ma says uh, uh, basically asks us if she's told him that she has these powers, uh, which to me spells an idle threat or or a threat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's idle, but you know what I mean. That she's like, oh well, this is I I, I I've literally lost all of my power and <laughs> to you know over my daughter, and the, this is like my yeah. It just felt like she was trying to hold on to something there and be like, you know. Well, if you don't tell him, I will, or something like that. But, exactly. Yeah. She just like that last little push of like, I'm trying to like take away from your mental and have you feel a little like maybe he doesn't love me or something could go mm-hmm. wrong type thing, which would ultimately help um, the Uma get what she wants, which is her daughter back. Right. But um, yeah, I don't think that was the case. Yeah. Uh, well, we move uh, to winter 1950 and we see uh, Gia and Atticus playing in the snow. A very Bliss. fun moment. <laughs> Obviously fake snow, but we'll let it go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we see her showing him an old book that explains what a Kumaho is, uh, mm-hmm. which confuses me because at that point you're like, oh, she's telling him about it. But then a moment later, it's like, no. She didn't she, that. Yeah. Cause she, she just, fra- it's funny because I kind of thought the same thing, but she just framed it as like kind of telling him like a, a little story. Mm-hmm. He likes books. So right. Let's right. read. And it's in the wheelhouse of, of love, you know, of all the stuff he does. And his uncle yeah, does, but, yeah. um, so anyway, they're reading from this book. Yeah. And, uh, this is where Atticus tells her that he has uh, gotten leave and can leave at any time or mm-hmm. can choose, choose to stay. Um, so this sort of, obviously I think in her mind, it immediately is, is, you know, why wouldn't he go back? Uh, why mm-hmm. would you want to stay here? You know what I mean? But he right. wants her to go with her and, um, they sort of have a, uh, a, a convo and I don't know how that resolves, but somehow they start having sex again. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, the good news is I can choose to stay. There's nothing you can't tell me. Is it I'm just, yeah, I wonder how they get it to the yeah. sex. He pretty much says, you should come with me. And she's like, there's so much you don't know about me. And he's like, it's all good. Like, <laughs> don't worry about it. And then starts kissing her. Right. Okay. Okay. And then it just gets right into it after that. I'd forgotten. Yeah. The, uh, it was because it, it's just weird going from one thing to another. It's too, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's not really a build up to sex, but, um, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah. So we're, uh, playing in the snow, the book and, uh, start having sex again. And this is when she starts to figure out that, um, you know, she, maybe she can't control it. And at that point, <laughs> those tentacles go into his eyes and she starts seeing all, of his uh, skeletons in his closet. Mm-hmm. And we see him getting whipped by his dad. We see him, um, uh, what was the other thing? We see him pulling the teeth out of a, uh, yeah, presumably, yeah. That was her friend? Is that who it was? Yeah, yeah, that Ugh. was her friend. Her seat, pulling the teeth of her friend, um, her <sighs> with the mom. And then I wanted to talk, because this is what I didn't want to kind of spoil mm. before us, but you see him having sex and it's from a woman that I don't know who it is. And it definitely looks like past. Oh really? It doesn't look like the future. 
So like that was the whole that's what I kind of wanted to get at where it's like I think it is something about that encounter that he's kind of saying he's never had sex or maybe stuff like this continues to happen when he has sex. I mean it's a great I'm not counting it. It's a great ploy. <laughs> it's a great it's because great to it's just like, be like listen, you know, I know you're really digging on me now but this is all new to me, you know? Yeah, this yeah, exactly cuz like I mean that's what I thought it was but he doesn't strike me as the dude that would like use that in that way you know what i mean why did he doesn't need that exactly um so when i saw that because it goes like him with the balloon him reading him being beat by his father and then the friend getting her teeth pulled out that's still passed but then after she lets him go she sees i guess this is the future uh because the ones after she throws him off she has like residual effects, it seems like, and she has a few more. Like, she keeps seeing stuff. Yeah, her, him, him, like his him mom. leaving Chicago. Oh, that's when that's when we him see the whipping and the right, right, and then we see the teeth. Letty. Then we see him being hung up. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, and then at yeah, that point, he, but I think yeah, he she kicks him I off. I think it's something about him having sex before something like that. It had happened, or there's just something there. I feel like because, well. He keeps saying he's never had sex, well, and it's like, yeah, but all of that is, is she's seeing the future, though. Is that the future, though? Because, well, is it wait? Okay, I guess it has to I guess be because, because the, the Chicago yeah, thing you've seen the bus ticket gonna, that's that's him going that we see in the beginning, right? Yeah, he's going from okay. there, yeah, yeah. So, who is that girl? Though? Yeah, that's I'm, I'm trying to look at the video. Um, I will gladly look at because it because he's uh, several times, it's it's not Letty. Yeah, it's not Letty, and yeah, I think it's all in the future. I mean, I, I, it, it's weird that oh, they blur out. You know, they make it kind of tunnel visiony, so you right, can't right, see who, who yeah, it is. exactly who that is. But yeah, okay. you see him so getting on the bus to Chicago and paying. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Then he's getting baptized. Yeah, getting baptized, and then let you know, Letty. Uh, Letty comes in, but uh, but right, then right, you know, right. the last right. where we leave that is he's like on a cross. It looks like mm-hmm. uh, strapped to this being drained thing. Yeah, and he's just like slobbering and like there's snot coming out of his nose and and he's just you, you could tell he's dead or dying um and she obviously uh sees it all yeah so <clears throat> at that point their tick is just like freaked obviously uh <laughs> and what the hell did you just do yeah yeah and she's like you know adamant like she, you, you do not go home if you go home you'll die um uh, she's screaming and then obviously he's like what the fuck is going on he leaves and uh we later see uh that the ma is now uh in the bedroom with her comforting her and uh, they have this really Mm. sweet scene of like you know uh her secrets out and she's lost this person she loves and she knows her his future and that he's gonna die and she has sort of finds some sort of uh comfort uh for her um I, you know, I, I I know it's a wrap up scene or whatever, just to sort of get them two on the same page again. But um, to to see that sort of to, to, to you'd be left with that to just be like this person who sort of controlled her from the beginning. Now now uh, she's let her secret go, and now she's now going back to being controlled again, which what what it seems like to me, or that mm-hmm. she now is back in the good graces of her, her daughter. Um, but yeah, it's just it was just like it was such a weird. You know, I love the scenes of all the tentacles and stuff. And I couldn't yeah. imagine, you know, as two people who work in the industry, like seeing that scene shot of being like, mm. 
all right, now we need to attach all these things to your eyes and your side <laughs> and your butt and your and like right. you know they're yeah that was so much just work. insane and uh, but it's a great visual and you know two people having sex with these like tentacles and things coming out of right. it it's, it's, and i mean especially when she like when she's grabbing them and trying to stop yeah. them that was like it, it looks amazing yeah. really works um a, another they good didn't, they didn't just monster show um yeah so then after that we uh we start hearing this voiceover and it's obviously judy garland again much later in life um based on i guess a an uh, an interview she did on a talk show or something but um mm -hmm. but yeah she's basically just talking we're hearing her talk about her uh um sort of being made um the victim of so many untrue things i think is her word mm -hmm. her words and um about how many people speak ill of her and you know i've never met her and uh obviously it's a tip of the hat to um it's it's a great way to close all this up and have a book in but it's also mm -hmm. you know we're, we're 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 hearing uh two different judy garlands you know what i mean we're hearing the the, the beginning right. one where she's all made up and she's in these movies and then we're hearing this one where she's like you know people pe these there are just these people uh in the world who just have nothing else to do but to speak ill or to you know make up stories or whatever and i think it's just gotten to her i i, I know there's a movie out called judy that i, I haven't seen yet that I, now i want to mm. watch um yeah that sort of uh, deals with some of this stuff but well i think it just kind of like you said it's a good bookend it's a good because like we said these episodes are about um the people that are like you know the headliners of the episode she's obviously this is her episode mm. so it's kind of just like awesome to have this judy garland kind of like snippet over overlaying on the journey that she's taken mm -hmm. because it's like we can just see that she pretty much mirroring exactly what she's gone through she's felt and been talked about in these like she's like a myth you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and she has all these connotations over her and things that she's supposed to do and like way that she's supposed to be that she doesn't want to be you know it's being portrayed in all these things um and she's kind of bucking against it and we see them um while this is going place we see them coming to i guess the shaman yeah that they visited well, before have you thought about like the um so there's there's i feel like judy garland was the i mean they're using this as a, a device to show that she is the white um perfect case scenario for 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 white people in america right or it seems like that to me like that's the yeah. vehicle and so then we're seeing at the end of this that hey she did she didn't have it any more better than i mean obviously she did she's exactly. judy garland she's exactly. <laughs> but there's also these other things that like really dig in and take yeah. it to a, a really bad level but that's definitely what it is because it's like uh, again we saw it's we I mean, I think that's just good writing yeah. because you hit points, the same points in new ways again and again until the crescendo, you mm -hmm. know? So we had uh, Tick, we see Tick in his little situation. Oh, he's a GI in, you know, career or whatever. He's just killing people. It's all great for him. Right. But it's not, you know, yeah. he's got other stuff going on. We see this girl before, you know, she's beautiful, this, that, and a third. And she can't get a guy and she can't do anything. Sucks for her too. Mm. Um, we see the Asian American dude. He should have it good because what? He's Asian and he's American. Right, so, right, and they're, right. you know, fight. But that's but he, not, yeah. Suck. It's on both sides. It sucks for him. And then through all that, that's what we're hearing the entire time. And then you got the mother who's like, she thought 
having the demon and all that would take care of all our problems. It didn't. It made them worse. Um, and then we see, like we're saying, yeah, it mirrored in Judy Garland because that would be the ultimate thing. Like, of course, Judy Garland, of all people, can't have a problem. And that's what yeah. we see Gia like looking up to so much. But then we see overlaid, Gia's not realizing this and she doesn't actually get this. We only get this to realize even this person who everybody would aspire to be had a lot that they were unhappy about that didn't make them feel right. good. And um, it just goes to show that like everybody has a problem right, right. and yeah. we all are trying to get past that problem is pretty much what we're seeing. And then it feels you know, like yeah, it's, the, it's the whole the, shot uh, thing. They said it earlier too. I was looking for the actual line, but they said something about like, you know, uh, we're just people. We're all the same people. You know, it's, it's, I, I'm pretty sure that's the idea is that they're just trying to reinforce the fact that, listen, it doesn't, I mean, all of this shit, all of this stuff, it just does not matter. We're all just the same uh, <laughs> skin and bones, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a, a very, fair way to to it did seem to me like kind of a letdown in the end just not not a not a huge letdown but just like kind of like a, oh yeah i could see how it ends like this um yeah because i mean it, yeah i and agree. like because well so yeah. yeah basically we go to this field or this top of the hill or wherever they are and uh mm -hmm. she sees a fox and that we see this elder and she's doing this thing with a leaf or paper something like i don't fucking know what it is but uh <laughs> So, yeah, and then they sort of uh, realize, you know, what's going on and they all meet up together and um, are having sort of these conversations that they've dealt, they've worked on this whole episode. And I don't know what the Fox idea, uh, uh, visual well, reference was. That's that's what the, the demon is, the, like a nine-tailed fox. Oh, gotcha. So she, yeah, she's kind of seeing like, I guess, an, I don't know, it's an inc incarnation? Something? Yeah, maybe. Whatever. She's seeing it come. I don't think she really saw that. I think that was kind of like in her mind, mind's eye type well, thing because the shaman's doing a uh, shamaning. Gotcha. Know? It was um, in slow motion, so. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Just I the think all this was like kind of in, in the mind. Um, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> it's funny because they're asking all these questions like, we'll pay this price. Yeah. This, that, well, that, well, but I mean, we don't see The price that... is going to be paid by the mother now. So that's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. switch is that now she's sort of apparently seen the error of her ways and like what's mm -hmm. the right. I will bear the cost like, for my daughter yeah exactly she's claiming this person as her daughter finally yeah. which is great but I mean ultimately I feel like I agree with you it was a little like uh because I like this feels very unresolved mm -hmm. like it's just like we got right and we got right up to the end too which is like yeah. even crazier to me because it's like i understand if they cut it like maybe halfway through this episode or something like that but we got i feel like right to the end of her storyline and then it was just yeah. like and then that piano go. jingle i love that piano jingle if you were to someone who were watching it like i am right now and stumbling through my words you would see the the uh <laughs> the captions which said will atticus die <laughs> and then it cuts right to foreboding music um <laughs> so uh yeah and then she sort of responds with uh, your mortal concerns are meaningless and you know like uh, uh she does paper burning and then like you know her big sort of ending this is the end of the scene the big sort of ramp up is her saying you've not even become one with the darkness yet you will see countless deaths before your journey is done right so yeah that's sort of their you know button basically uh on the end of of like yeah you know mm. not only did you see his death but you're gonna see a lot more before you it's not just which which 
I guess means that she made up the whole hundred thing, but then it doesn't make sense to me because the shaman or whatever says, Oh, you're stuck on 99. Right. So it's like, I don't, I don't, there's a, I still have questions, but, um, Not the, I mean, I, the, you know, the rules with shamans and all that magic that's stuff, true. it's always liable to change at the last second, whatever fits <laughs> them. They're going to be like, it was a hundred, but guess yeah. what? It's too yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah, maybe she just stuck on 99 and that's her hell. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Right, but, yeah. You can never we'll, get we'll find out in, in episodes sure. to come. Oh man. Uh, I, I, again, I thought this initially came out of left field, but when you start breaking it down and really watching the episode, it's like, there's so many gems in there. Uh, Mm -hmm. so many great visuals and all of the effects stuff was great. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what you thought overall, but, um, I, I dug it. I think it's a, I thought it was a, I thought it was a very, very strong episode. Um, it, I, I really liked it. I liked everything about it. I liked how it was all its own contained yeah. thing for the first half and then how it blossomed and became a part of everything else. thought the ending was a little, blah, yeah. but it was tough. I feel like to have what was, I feel like almost a individual movie placed in the center of this yeah. story. I mean, you're completely taken out of the, the other storyline, but then, you know, obviously it all makes sense in the end, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, that's why I, at first viewing, it's just like, man, I, I was ready for more, more tick and Letty and more like, you know, uh, Ruby and finding, you know, her strength. And, you know, it's just like, it, right. it was a little, you know, like, actually we need to talk about yes, this stuff. Very important <laughs> that we speak of it. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. There's episode six. I hope you uh, yeah, enjoyed it and give us a shout. If we screwed anything up, definitely, uh, <laughs> have, I don't, I'm sure we have, or I have, but, um, uh, Oh, we haven't been called out yet, so that's that's a plus. No, not yet. But, that's good. Uh, yeah, people like it regardless. Uh, give Sebastian a look on the uh, the SoundCloud at North South. Um, I don't. What's the actual? I think that. I think if you just uh, in backspace s, yeah. it comes up right. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, give him a look and uh, thank you, Sebastian, for yet another episode. We're almost done. I almost done with the season. I love it every time. Yeah. Almost done. <laughs> All right, well, uh, check us out on the socials, Going Dork, GoingDork.com, and uh, we'll be back with uh, episode seven pretty soon, so keep an eye out for that. Thanks, Sebastian. Can't wait. Thank you. Going Dork stars and is produced by me, Jeremy Balin. For more information on the show, visit GoingDork.com and find us on all the socials as Going Dork. We are a part of the Seltzer Kings family podcasts. For more information on them, check out SeltzerKings.com. And if you want to continue the conversation, give me a shout on my socials at Remy Balin on most things at Jeremy Balin on the Instagram. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts